0: podcasting from hartford you're listening to the connecticut scoreboard podcast your place for all things connecticut sports and here is your host jared cutler all right so sean excited to have you on the podcast today looking back at at some of your times at at uconn and i want to kind of look back at the beginning i know you were you had you came to uconn to use up your grad transfer year and and you were really one of the Mm -hmm. most coveted transfers uh on the market that year what was it about mm-hmm. UConn that that it appealed to you and where else had you been considering at the time
1: yeah like you say it was like as soon as my um se- my senior season at Cornell ended it was like because <laughs> my coach handed me I didn't expect like any of it but my coach handed me it was like the or the next day he was like yeah send me a list of like 13 schools already it was like they have offered and I was like 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 already like what's what's going on like um but what led me to UConn was just the I'm really a person who goes off of like the feeling like how I feel (laughs) if I have a good feel about something and like I just go with my gut um and so like I just wanted to take a visit there out of respect for for the school the reputation the coaching staff was there at the time like hey oh I had planned on taking other visits, but like when I got there, I just felt everything to me in the moment felt right. Um, and so that's why I ended up choosing there. Plus it was, yeah, it was a great um, group of guys that we had. So I was like, we can, I could see myself like fitting in here and um, trying to do something special. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as other schools, uh, I mean, The list, it it was a, it was a long list. Like (laughs) I don't want to sound. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm to my horn, but it was, it was a, there were a lot of schools that were interested.
0: Well, we're glad you you ended up at UConn. I know you talked about uh, the group of guys you had on that team. What's it like coming in as a grad transfer where, you know, you've only got one year with the team, you know, you're trying to fit in. Is it like freshman year all over again?
1: Yeah, it's kind of it's strange because, you know, you put in time and like you are, you have a certain level or a standard that you set for yourself. Um, but at the same time, I, it's a completely new situation. Like these guys have at least played together for at least one year. Um, and so you're coming in trying not to step on toes. You're trying to figure out like where you fit in and like how to <laughs> play with everybody. Um in a short amount of time, uh, leading up to the season. So I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a tricky thing to balance, but like, I feel like I did. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, it, is it, that, yeah. Is it tough trying to figure out that balance? Cause you know, at Cornell, you really were the, the go-to guy on that team and now you're coming into a new team and, and your role, you know, certainly did change a bit from probably mm-hmm. what it was at Cornell.
1: Yeah. So at Cornell, I just felt like, I obviously, being there for the four years I was there, I had earned, like, that freedom mm-hmm. to, like, when I'm out there, I know that, I know our system, I know a lot of things that run through me, I know, like, I have freedom to do just about anything, <laughs> um, and that kind of, I don't know if I didn't take that same mentality into UConn, because, um, I like, guess everybody is the guy, yeah. it fe- is what yeah. it felt like, so it's like, I need to figure out like how to make this train keep going kind of.
0: Yeah. Take, take us inside a little bit. What was that team like this year? Cause you, you had some great pieces on that team. It, it really was a fun team to watch. You had a, a freshman Jalen, you had Daniel Hamilton, uh, Sterling Gibbs, another grad transfer coming in uh, me to Bryma What was that team like from your perspective?
1: That was special, man. Those are, those are like looking back on it. We, in my opinion, Underachieved because we for whatever reason it was, I don't know. Um, but like we at that team was very, very talented. Like you had Amita who's an incredible defensive player. Um Daniel who was could do everything, yeah. like Rodney Purvis, who was uh, elite, like he could score and play defense, like obviously Sterling, a knockdown shooter. You had uh like the uh Jalen, who was amazing in his first year. Um, Omar sent like it's, it's so many like top to bottom. Um, we really had um, a very special team and like, it was just, I don't know. It was a great experience.
0: Yeah. So we got to talk tournament stuff. So you you go into, in in today's actually the, uh, the anniversary of Jalen's, uh, uh, the four overtime game where you hit the, the, shot, uh, yeah. the shot. Take us through what what was that game like from your perspective?
1: Personally, for, like for me, horrible game. I was in foul trouble. <laughs> um, I think I fouled out in like the first overtime or fourth. quarter. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I'm, I was like sideline for basically all of overtime. But yeah, like being on the bench and like when, uh, when Johnson hit the shot that for yeah. Cincinnati, yeah. it was very deflating. And then, you can see him on film like arguing uh, Jalen and Daniel arguing like no you take the ball out no you take it out like um but then he like just seeing it the ball just going. and I'm just like all right well it could go in but like nobody actually thinks you're gonna yeah. make a full court yeah. shot like and then it goes in and it's like what the <laughs> hell is like and so obviously we storm the court go crazy not at the time, really, like, we still got game to play. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it was just – that was a incredible moment.
0: Yeah, what's the feeling in the locker room, like, after that game? Do you feel like you guys, after you, you hit a big shot like that, pull out the win uh, in another overtime, you know, do you guys feel like momentum's then on your side and, and you're ready to go out and, and keep definitely, going in the tournament? Definitely.
1: Because definitely. Um, we had trouble with Cincinnati, like, in the two meetings prior. Like, when we played them at home – we felt like we should have won and they just played when we were on the road they played incredible um and so like that third time it was just like we've always just gone back and forth with them it's been tough games um they're a physical team and so like once he hit the shot like we had the momentum like we carried that in and once we got in the locker room afterwards it was like nah, we we're doing this now like yeah. there's no <laughs> this is it like we got this
0: yeah. And, the, and then the, the rest of the tournament kind of lined up nicely for you guys, uh, for, for you to take home the title. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it comes Selection Sunday. What's what's that feeling like for you? You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, making the tournament for you had, had to have been a big deal.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a little um, we didn't really get to enjoy it as much as we would have liked, because like as soon as our game was over, by the time we got up to like the room to see where everybody yeah. was yeah. seated, like, our name was called. Our we like yeah, the third yeah. name. <laughs> like they would say Kansas, whoever they were playing, and then us in Colorado. Like so, it wasn't like we were sitting there waiting for a long time. Like it happened before anybody could really realize like what was going on. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I still feel like you guys got underseeded that year because that that was a that was a tough draw. You guys had to get Kansas, who was the overall number one that year mm-hmm. uh, in the second round. But what was it like? Finally, getting that chance to play in the NCAA tournament because it's a pretty good game against uh, Colorado that you guys had.
1: Yeah, that, that was another like tough game for the majority of it. Um, just, I mean, being there in the beginning, like the having a police escort to the gym and like the <laughs> you get to the hotel and like the bands playing as you walk in, it was just like, so this is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of shocking, like, okay. Wish I would have had a few more of these. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a good experience.
0: And, and then what's it like uh, going? in, You know, you beat Colorado, and now you, you know you've got Kansas, who's you know the top mm-hmm. team in the tournament. What, what was it like heading into that game?
1: I mean, it was a hundred percent an away game. Uh, they had eighty yeah. percent of the stadium field. Um, so it's just like we know, obviously, we're the underdogs, the number one team, but like we can still play. And, like, a thing with us that was, I guess, a trend that year was not playing well and then playing, like, way, like, yeah, playing to start the game. Um, So, obviously, we get down, like, 20, it was, like, 24 to 44, 25, 45, something like that um, in the first half. And then we start to, like, okay, like, let's, let's play. Yeah. And we come back and play amazing. Obviously, it didn't work out how we wanted it to, but, like... I don't know that, that year we kind of had multiple games that were like that. Um, yeah, we just yeah. came out flat or like I don't I can't exactly put my finger on it. Second half it would have been would have been a different story but
0: yeah now that you say that I, I do remember those games. Uh, I think that – were those the ones in the Bahamas uh against uh Gonzaga and Syracuse I think mm-hmm. similar where you guys kind of got down a little bit uh in the first half and then yep. and really made big comebacks in the second half. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Was there anything special yeah, I in, the, in the locker room uh, come halftime that, that got you guys fired up for the second half? I
1: don't think it was one thing. Like, I, we just – something just clicked. Like, yeah. I don't know why it had to wait until <laughs> halftime. Um, it would have been nice to just start the game with that click. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we just we just played better in <laughs> the second yeah. half. So, like, I don't – that was just a strange thing about that team.
0: I love asking players who come on uh, the podcast, when when you guys would go on the road, where was the toughest
1: place uh, that you played? Toughest road game, I think, for us was either Cincinnati, because the whole fan section or student section was like a whiteout. So it was like they were going crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Another tough place was SMU, just because like their gym isn't like it's not really big. Mm-hmm. but they fit a lot of people in there. And so it sounds, that was loud, but like, <laughs> that was a loud one. Um, I,
0: yeah. I, I think that was a house of horrors for you. I don't think they ended up winning there at all while they were in the American. I, I know that was always a tough spot.
1: For yeah. Them. That was, that was a tough place to play for sure.
0: Do you have um, a, yeah. Um, in terms of the, the team that year, any, uh, any stories or anything that stand out, uh, you know the the fans might not know about her. Something that was fun fun about that that run that year.
1: I don't know, man. It was just it was it was so many like I do not say necessarily like stories, but just like moments that were just yeah yeah. You just enjoyed being there. Like you would like you reflected on like okay, like you don't realize moments are happening until you like look back and it's like wow like <clears> I <throat> really um like we had a good time and like these were the special moments that like made that year special or. Whatever, but um, I don't know. I, one of the better moments for us, I think, like as a team that like really showed like how unselfish and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, everybody was was in the A C tournament when like a lot, of, like everybody's playing well. And so we're not like thinking anything. And then like every, like when Daniel got the MVP, like everybody's just happy for yeah. it. Like, um, yeah, man, it was just, that was a it was a group of guys to be
0: around. I, I want to talk a little bit now. Just what's life been like for you? You post you kind. I know you're you're overseas now. Uh, what's it like playing mm-hmm. uh, playing over there?
1: Um, it's different, man. The the game itself, like basketball, is basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this is only my second year, like overseas. I've been. I did the I obviously did the G League for two years. Um, but like that. <sighs> The refereeing is a lot different. <laughs> um, I don't want. It's not. I don't want to say it's more physical. They just don't yeah. call what should be a foul. Like it's. <laughs> it's like it's still mind blowing now. Like, and I know it's gonna happen, but it's still like. I look at a ref. I'm like, how do you not? What's like? What's going on? Like, where? What are you? What are you watching? Yeah. Um, but like, as far as like off the court, man, it's it's different like it's being overseas and i mean everything sounds good and you make money and you get to travel and all of this but um especially in a COVID year now like you don't really get to be around mm-hmm. um, too many people or like you don't have that sense of familiarity and um like comfortability because you're not in your own setting you're three four five thousand miles away from home um so like i mean it's tough at times but just having like a uh support system um, mm-hmm. is like a really big part of like being able to continue to play overseas year after year after year.
0: Well, Sean, I really appreciate you coming on today. It's fun uh, looking back at your UConn days and getting an update on, on what you're up to now. appreciate you coming on today.
1: Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. I enjoyed being a part of it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Kotler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod the host, at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.